25 seconds left to play. You're listening to the Matt Wyatt Show. I want winners. This crowd is alive. Play to win the game. Wyatt from the shotgun, two backs alongside. Knock him out, John. Wyatt gets the ball. It won't be long. Wyatt back to throw. Wyatt looks. Fires toward the end zone. Passes. Caught for a touchdown by Matthew Butler. Speak to. They are who we thought they were. And we let them out the hook. I get out of hand. Just, just tell me I'm a jerk and shut up. Let's go scatter the West right tight. That's left. 372 Y sticks. The Matt Wyatt Show. He's Radio Wyatt. Well, how am I going to go to college? I'll just play football. Here we go. Hour two of the show off and running with you in the Farm Bureau studio. Farm Bureau, go with the home team. They are your home team at Farm Bureau Insurance. Hometown heroes in all 82 counties across the state of Mississippi. What's up, everybody? Welcome in on this Tuesday. Staying connected to you because of C Spire, the number one network in Mississippi. C Spire, customer inspired and a Reminder that Mississippi's future depends on Senate Bill 2284 and House Bill 1165. Join C Spire in the fight and tell your legislator to support computer science for every school. Text the word FUTURE to this number. 50457. Got it? Text the word FUTURE to 50457 or visit msfuture.com. Dot com to get started. Kind of, kind of surprised it's not already in every classroom. I mean, yeah, in two, 2020. I mean, I mean, they came out in 1995. Right. Yeah, I think so. that's that's even halfway kind of part of the point there. You know, but yeah. no Let's question get about the that. 80s. <laughs> yep, that's right. That's getting way on back there. Way on back there in the 80s. Speaking of that, speaking of way on back there in the 80s, I. Told you a little bit ago, happy birthday to Herschel Walker. Herschel Walker, the great Georgia running back in the early 80s. He turns 58 today. Today's his 58th birthday. Here's another 80s throwback for you, Roger. See if this rings a bell. I think I know what that is. Did it have a female leading character? No. No, but you're you're close. I know exactly what you're thinking. Oh, this is the other one. This is the other one. Same time frame almost. Wasn't Matlock? Yes, it is. Oh, what? This is Ben Matlock, played by Andy Griffith. Matlock, the pilot for Matlock, aired on this day in 1986 on NBC. What a great theme song, huh? country southern gentleman version of Murder, She Wrote. Right. I knew you were thinking of Angela Lansbury and Murder, She Wrote that also had a great theme song about that same time. But you're right. Kind of a similar plot lines and, you know, a whodunit sort of thing. And that's right. It was uh, Matlock. So, I mean, the first time anybody ever caught a glimpse of Matlock was on this day in 86. That's going way back. Herschel Walker in 80, Matlock in 86. Hey, one more. You remember ALF? Yeah, the alien, alien life, life form. form. Yeah. yeah, ALF, 
100th episode on this day in 90. ALF. You remember the intro to ALF? Was this song, but the video was ALF, the alien. It was home video. He had gotten a home video camera and was walking around surprising all the family members. Like he's chasing the woman into the shower and all this stuff. <laughs> and that's how they introduced the characters in the in the show Alf. What a weird show. I mean, you think about some of the shows we sat down and suspended disbelief for. <laughs> uh, no doubt. I mean, there Buck was Buck Rogers, the 25th century. Look, let's just say it like it is, Roger. In the 70s, 80s, and in the 90s, we were obsessed with aliens. Star Wars. Mork and Mindy. Star Trek. Mork and yeah. Mindy. Uh, Alf is an, is an example. My Th- favorite Martian going back a little farther. Yeah. Third Rock from the Sun. Lost in Space. And just obsessed with aliens. Sad. We're not as obsessed with it anymore. I mean... Maybe that's now why we got I'm, ancient aliens. <laughs> on the, yeah, now it's history. It's on the History Channel. <laughs> yeah, that drinking game. Every time they say ancient <laughs> a- astronaut theorists say you have to take a drink, you'll be like in 15 minutes, you're out. <laughs> it's generational. Yeah. It's stuck with that generation of people. It started with them in the 60s, lost in space. Then in the 70s and 80s, Star Trek. Fast forward to now, they got to put it on the History Channel because all those people are 80. <laughs> they're still obsessed with the same aliens. Of course, now we're going back to the moon. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're going back then, now. Mm-hmm. And then headed eventually toward Mars. So it'll all, it'll all work itself into the mm-hmm. like, cultural uh, yeah. stew. Stew. It's all in there. If you missed this, we started the show today. There is a There is a piece of video that is going viral in the sports world and elsewhere, really all over the place. You can't miss it at this point. And it happened last night in Jackson. Jackson State men's basketball. Senior night. Means the final home game. Senior night. And they dressed out for the game. Their senior student manager. Thomas Lee. He's a student manager. It took some planning to get that size of a uniform. No doubt. Folks, he's a big old boy. I'm not saying it to be. Hmm. Caddy, we're just trying to paint a picture. That's it. <laughs> He's a big old boy, y'all. He could have played football. No doubt. And been on the line. Big enough. No doubt. Yeah. Yeah. Snacks is his nickname. And so on senior night, they put him in uniform number 35 and put him in the game at the end. Snacks is in this game, man. <laughs> With 205 to go. Thomas Lee in the ball game for Jackson State. Seconds to go. Jonah James is trying to get it to him. Jonah James gets it to him again. Here's Max with three. Max busted. Max, Max. Hits <laughs> the three. Max. Max. Watch out with three. That's great. Snacks. Rob J on the call on the radio with his analyst there, Frank Williams. Snacks! That could very well have been the most explosive play they've had there at uh, Texas State's program this year. <laughs> Just about. They whipped up I want to pull on, that one out again. <laughs> they whipped up on Arkansas Pine Bluff pretty good last night. Beat them by 20-plus. And let me tell you something. The shot that Snacks hit was way, way behind the three-point line. 
I'm talking about he's on the very edge perimeter of Steph Curry range. He's yeah. way out there, y'all. Yeah, he was trying to get tired. And <laughs> <laughs> the land didn't move. He, he walked in just enough to be inside the line. That's it. He's on the court. He no. was closer to his own bench on the head coach where the head coach sits. He was closer to the head coach than the three-point line. That's how far away he was. And boom, hit it. Fantastic. Made it on Sports Center and everything else. I mean, it's just really been great. <laughs> a great moment to have. That's right. All right. <clears throat> so we started with that. There's that for you in case you missed it. Lots of texts on the Country Pleasing text line from Hour 1. There was a, a, a lot of different subjects that got kicked around. Mascots at Ole Miss. Snacks. Hitting a three for JSU. And if I had tried that, it, I would have it would have bounced off the rim, but then taken the primary starter out for the rest of the season. <laughs> <laughs> it would have totally just blown up in your face. <clears throat> Taking her shooter out. Um, the real Brian on the country pleasing text. Country pleasing sausage on grocery store shelves throughout the southeast. Great Mississippi company. It is the best sausage you've ever had. Get it. The real Brian says, "Hey Matt." The difference between UNLV and Ole Miss is location, location, location. I think you're about right on that. That is the difference. 100 Grand said, callers like that. We had a caller earlier who just didn't understand it, I guess. said, callers like that still today don't understand in 2020 what African Americans went through. And that's the reason why we are still in 2020 having problems. Hashtag blind eye people. Let's see. Okay, we got that. I Dave. that caller. Do what? I, I think I missed the, yeah, the j- um, jab that the caller may have thrown there. Yeah, there were no jabs. What All it was, it was an innocent call, really. Somebody asked some questions about, and that's what led us to the, you know, he brought up the idea that the same mascot and name and stuff over the course of history at UNLV that you did at Ole Miss. So what's the difference? And we said, well, there is no difference. Dave, on the subject of, and I said, okay, it's Herschel Walker's birthday. Ball's on a one-yard line, goal line, one-yard line. You need one yard, punch it in for a touchdown to win the national championship. Who are you giving it to, Bo Jackson or Herschel Walker? Dave came through the side door and said, give it to Bo with Herschel blocking. Wasn't a choice. Was not one of the choices. Roof Max said, Bo without a doubt. How about this? He says, without a doubt, it's Bo Jackson over Herschel Walker from the one-yard line. Nick, he's out thinking the room as well and says, I'd give it to Tommy Frazier in the triple option. That wasn't one of the choices, Nick. You're not playing the game the way I wanted to play it. (laughs) Who, between those two, Herschel Walker or Bo Jackson from one yard out? Is this this is Doc Zayas? Am I pronouncing that correctly? Doc Zayas. Oh, I think that's a Buck Rogers character. Okay, gotcha. He the, says the, the smart computer thing. Okay, gotcha. He says no doubt Herschel Walker. You got to watch Herschel. He said got to watch Herschel live my freshman year at State. Lost twenty nine to twenty two. We were driving for the tie or win, and our quarterback fumbled. I still love John Bond. 
He says, CBS televised the game, the first national broadcast from Starkville. Great freshman year. So, say we've had a no-doubt vote for Bo Jackson and a no-doubt vote for Herschel Walker, and that's what you get every time that ever comes up. I've just seen it way, way, way too much. It's just, that's what you get. Tyler said Bo could leap over the line, Bo over the top. See, that's one thing about it now. I mean, Herschel could do that too, but you give it to Bo on the one, he just jump over everybody. Ernest T., based on the current mascot at Ole Miss, the Shark, he calls them the fighting can openers. <laughs> uh, here is a text from Bullock Bill. He says, hey, Matt, my wife is a state grad, and she got to vote on the mascot. She works at University Medical Center. See, I mean, that's what I'm saying. I mean, if you work there, why did they let people who just you work at UMC, you get to vote on the Ole Miss mascot. There have been some hijinks going on there. Right. I mean, because if you hate them and you get to vote, you're going to vote for something stupid. Like a bear. I still think they made the vote up. They just The fighting sh- red rutabagas. There aren't enough Ole Miss fans on the face of the earth who thought the bear was a good choice that would have voted for it. They just threw some numbers on it and said, hey, here you go. You voted for the bear. Well, they got a big field up there. They call it the fighting hemp. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Squirrel, how about this? He's trying to light a fire. Squirrel on the country pleasing text said, Sure, a shark is lame, but it's a better mascot than a butt sniffing bulldog, in my opinion. Ladies and gentlemen, direct your comments at Squirrel on the country pleasing text. <laughs> a butt sniffing bulldog. <laughs> He's got the he's got that mixed up with Uga. Yeah, boy, Uga. The, I mean, there is no comparison between Bully and Uga in terms of looks. Bully is actually a good looking bulldog. Always Uga has been. Is spaced out like they got him on some kind of tranquilizer. Uga looks like a canine job of the hut. <laughs> Horrible. Horrible. Just horrible. Where are my Georgia fans at? Ugga. That big old blob. I always chuckle whenever Ugga comes up because I think of the, the Lewis Grizzard joke, but I don't, I'm not going to say it, but. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I know. That dog would bite you. Ooh, that dog would bite you. Uh, from T-Mite, he says, the Ole Miss Patriots, close to being the Rebels anyway. I really don't care. Hashtag Hail State. Well. Like Patriots. Yeah. See, I. I think I told this story before, but back when Ole Miss was going through their initial mascot thing that led to the bear, um, I was working in a job where we had a blog and we wrote different things. They had a pretty decent little following, and I wrote then that what they should do is, you know, just go back. You look at what the Patriots do. They put revolutionary war soldiers, basically, is what they are, you know, Patriots, Um militia men mm-hmm. and um, they put them in their outfits with their long guns and muzzle loading rifles you know uh, on the sidelines of Patriots games with the triangular hat and they're Patriots because they were Revolutionary War soldiers that fought for America's independence against the British the British referred to the colonists and the American you know militia 
effectively. They referred to them as what? The Rebels. That's what they called them, the Rebels. And so that's all they had to do was just transition over to that. But uh, that would have been, I guess, too easy. (laughs) Space Ghost says, let's see, the computer on Buck Rogers was Dr. Theopolis. Okay. And his carrier was Twiggy. I'd forgotten about Twiggy. See, I'm telling you, back then, America was obsessed with aliens and outer space. Just obsessed with it. I guess it comes out of the whole space program thing. Tyler followed it up. He said, uh, Ole Miss just needs to do away with an on-field mascot altogether. Use the fin slash shark in football merchandise only. Well, see, I disagree. I mean, they could stick with the shark. Just get rid of what they have and make it a big old fat fuzzy shark that kids like with a smile on his face. That's what mascots are for anyway. Then it's cool. Then it serves a purpose. Oh, you mean something like a baby shark? Yeah, like a big baby shark. Embrace it. They're going to roll out some guy in tights, wearing shorts, with fake muscles, and a pair of channel lock pliers, you know, for a skull. I mean, come on. Let's see here. What does that say? Something about Rod Gibson. He gets a touchdown without crossing a goal line. What, what is that? Who? What's this all about? You listen to somebody else and texting me on the country pleasing text. Is that what's going on? <laughs> Mr. Vegas on the country pleasing text says UMC is part of the University of Mississippi education system. All empl- all our employees, either in Jackson or Oxford, employees and students alike. I understand all that, Mr. Vegas. I get it. But what I'm telling you is, if you telling me that ba- way back when they had a vote for the university for a for a mascot. And included simply employees. Employees is much different than, you know, alum, alumni, graduate, student. It's different. Then that was dumb. Let's get some, you know, some sweat in the game. That's right. Exactly. I mean, like you think about if you're not an Ole Miss person, if you're a state person and you were going to have a vote on something. Maybe that's how that's how they get into these fixes. Maybe that's it. That's wrong. They are constantly bringing in outsiders to fix their problems, <laughs> yeah. and then they're not happy with the the, the solutions. I don't blame them. Yeah. They just yeah. I don't need to have a meeting. Just you know, church yeah. members only. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> church members only. That's right. What do we have in communion? All right, yeah. here the uh, Divinity Equipment phone line. Divinity Equipment. Highway 51, Madison, Spring Ridge Road in Jackson, Kubota. The big Kubota mowers in stock, ready to go 2020. They still have some 2019 Toro mowers, big deals. Gator Greg is on the phone. What's up, Gator Greg? Well, Mr. Wyatt, I, I, I kind of caught a little bit of you talking cartoons. I figure you probably was a... Uh, a Smurfs fan. You probably watched on Saturday morning. Man, I watched the uh, Smurfs. Mr. Joe um, watch, watch out for Gargamel. Yeah, watch out for Gargamel. Watch the Smurfs a lot. You know, grew up in that era. I was a child of the 80s, Greg. So on Saturday mornings, for about an hour, every Saturday morning, while you ate or whatever, before you went outside, you watched cartoons. An hour, hour and a half. And it would include, like, the Smurfs and Scooby-Doo, Pee-wee's Playhouse, all that dumb stuff. 
We didn't have a whole you, channel you, dedicated to it. Yeah. Seven right. You can throw in a little bit of say by the, uh, the bell, too, Mr. White. But uh, <laughs> let's see, Mr. White. Let's see. Let me hit a couple of things here. Uh, first, uh, your basketball team in Mississippi State, they, you know, if they win these last two, right now they're the number four seed in SEC tournament. So they get the double bye. Mm-hmm. You know, you win a couple of games there, maybe you're in the NCAA tournament. I mean, uh, you know, they got the tiebreaker over the Gators. The Gators are the terrible loose of sorry Tennessee, probably going to get the hammer by Kentucky in the year. So Mississippi State, I would think, has an excellent chance to get the, the double bye. Uh, the baseball, uh, I want you to check and let me know, is the game still on for tomorrow night? I know we're supposed to have some rough weather tomorrow. Yeah. They, have they uh, postponed that one? Haven't and heard then it your dogs yet and being the, postponed. Uh, and, it's still on as okay, of right and then now. Your dogs. Okay, and then your dogs in the combine. Tell me about Willie Gay. What did Dantzler run? Uh, you had another guy up there, but I was, uh, I, I think I heard some of the Willie Gay stats. I think he's going to, uh, mm-hmm. have a chance to, to get drafted, make an impact. So you, uh, the football dogs making a little bit of an impact there, Mr. White. You know, it's, it's not quite spring football. And tell me a little bit about that, you know. Yeah. Tell me how you look it up there with Costello. Appreciate you. Yeah. Y'all guys have a great day. Thanks, Greg. Will do. Um, Willie Gay really did well. And I don't know how high it takes him up in the draft, but he's he definitely helped himself. And then Dantzler ran the four six range, uh, well, a little slower than you know he's between four six four seven, which didn't help himself. But he's still going to get drafted. He's too good of a cover corner. It's just it probably hurts him a little bit. We'll get into some of that more coming up. Attaboy, Roger. Little baby shark. To the break. Stick around. You're listening to The Matt Wyatt Show. Rolling along with you here in hour number two of the show in the Farm Bureau studio. Farm Bureau, go! With the home team. Staying connected to you because of C Spire. All right, uh, we'll get to your phone calls and texts. Give me a shout. I'd love to hear your voice today. You can be like Gator Greg, and people all over the place can hear your voice. On the Divini Equipment phone, 995-1059, 601 number, 995-1059. Also on the Country Pleasing text line, 885-ESPN, Country Pleasing Sausage. Find it on grocery store shelves throughout the Southeast. It's the best. Country Pleasing, please. Boo Shaker <laughs> texted the show and said... Uh, that they should have stuck with Admiral Akbar that won the real vote. It was cool. Would have been cool, but I think you'd have a little bit of a you'd have a whole copyright thing going on with Star Wars. Who wants to get into that, right? Ed says uh Doc Zayas is from Planet of the Apes. Oh, okay, well, that would explain why I would not have any idea. Yeah, I got my seventies bad sci fi mixed up. <laughs> Jay in Baltimore. They probably came on right after each other. <laughs> right, about the same time. Jay in Baltimore says, I know it's a bit of speculation, but what happens if JT again is out for the year 
requiring Tommy John surgery? Does he come back to Mississippi State next year to pitch that from Jay in Baltimore? Uh, that is a tough question to answer because I don't really know what the options are. You know, like what kind of scenario would he be looking at if he does have Tommy John surgery? Seems to me that, you know, you come back, but but Jay, am I right? There have been a lot. Nowadays, more and more and more people are having the Tommy John surgery. And they all seem to come back and they're just fine. Like once in a blue moon, somebody doesn't come back, but they all come back. A lot of times they come back better. Well, but do they always come back immediately the next year following that? Not not all do. Some players, you've seen a lot of them that it's a two-year journey, have the surgery, miss the following year after the surgery, then two years removed, then they're back. You actually do see that a lot. Space Ghost on the Country Pleasing text says, I've never seen an actual shark with a fin coming out of his head. <laughs> yeah, it's a little farther back, isn't it? I've never seen him walking either, though. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, it's just it's just art. Well, if we want to make it geographically correct, then they could, they could be like the, uh, the carp. Yeah. Invasive species. Right. Right. Gar. Alligator gar. Mm-hmm. I like that's one that's not been used. That's right. The gar. These are catfish is open. It is. That's a very, very Mississippi. Day. Promote the mm-hmm. uh, agricultural stuff, yeah. Mm-hmm. And and again, any of those There's so many good choices really available. Well then but any of them, if you put a mascot on the field. It's got to have like a fun kind of kid angle to it. Look at the look at. I keep um, thinking of that baseball. It's got the big baseball head. Which what what is that one? That's that Mr. Met. The Mets, yes. And it's very goofy and harmless looking. Well, I'm just going to throw out examples here, just just right off the top of my head, a bunch of examples. Think about all of these. Picture them all in your head. Philly fanatic. San Diego chicken. Oh yeah. Big Al at Alabama. Albie, the tiger at Auburn. I'm talking about the mascots themselves. You see them walking around on the sideline, person in a suit. Okay? Seymour, the golden eagle at Southern Miss. Bully at State. I mean, all of them. What do they all have in common? They are Sesame Street type characters. Big overstuffed, fluffy, wobbly, goofy, fun, plush. You hug them and squeeze them if you're a kid. They're soft. That's what they all are. You're looking for an on-field mascot that is menacing because guess what? It won't ever be menacing. (laughs) Why even try? And who's the thing for anyway? I mean, so whoever you are, whatever the mascot is, Make it cartoonishly big or tall or round, very soft and cuddly and fuzzy, and now you've nailed it. That's all you have to do. All right, Tyler on the country pleasing text. Thing is, the land shark is the is for the football defense. It literally doesn't translate over to any other sport. It's like it's, it's he said it's like if MSU wanted to change to pirate logos. Just because Leach is the coach of the football team, and that is really an excellent 
um, <laughs> analogy. I mean, because he's saying, okay, yeah. Yeah. this is a thing where this pirate thing, because of Coach Leach, it's strictly a football thing because he's the football coach. And it's, he said it'd be like if they want to take pirate stuff and put it on every sport. It, it, he, I think he's right about that. You know, I was just thinking, you know, what's something that pirates probably are afraid of and, and you know, yeah. in real life? It would be sharks. So I don't think they're going to give it up now. I think they see it's the perfect. Yeah, I mean, why does a pirate? Why does a pirate make someone walk the plank? Yeah, get the sharks down there. Shark bait. <laughs> what are we doing? <laughs> um, Doctor Zayas said, "Come on, guys, are you kidding?" Doctor Zayas, defender of the faith, scientist. You guys never watched Planet of the Apes? I love, I loved it, especially the new ones. I didn't watch any of them. Ever. You know, a little trivia on the apes. The deer, while they were eating and not on, not filming, the orangutans hung out with the orangutans. Yeah. The chimpanzees hung out with each other, <laughs> and the gorillas hung out and <laughs> ate with each other. Yeah, really? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> it's funny. It's kind of like real life, isn't it? Yeah, people just <laughs> naturally just do their own thing, and they think the other people are, are are excluding them, and they're doing it themselves. Right there, you go. Um, Ken, listen to this question from Ken on the Country Pleasing text line here. Matt, is it breaking any NCAA rules if Leach sent Costello a playbook for him to start familiarizing himself with the offense? Well, what an interesting question. Ken, the way that I initially want to answer that is, you know, first and foremost, you got a transfer coming in who's finishing up out at Stanford in the spring semester. If sending him a playbook for him to start familiarizing himself with the offense is in violation of a rule, then so what? I say just do it anyway. <laughs> just do it. And that way, if you break it and you know you have to report a secondary violation, we can get it out there in the media and go, can you believe that it's a rule that he's coming here to play for us? We can't send him a playbook. So there are some rules you just got to break them. So I, I would if, imagine they'd be a little bit more closer with those playbooks. Oh yeah, them out here, here and there. Right, sure. I think if the guy's signed, though, he's got one year. You know, I mean, I would just tell you, Ken. I mean, there is no doubt that in KJ Costello's possession is all kinds of stuff like playbook stuff to study, familiarizing yourself with plays, formations, motions, um, terminology, video to watch, all that. I guarantee he's got all of it. So that would be one of those things where I would just go, who cares if it is a rule? Break it. I mean, so what? You know if Leach uses that VR technology? You know that is a good question, Roger. The virtual reality training for quarterbacks is—it's a little more widespread now than it was three or four years ago. I know one of the first places I remember reading that was utilizing it was Stanford. Whether Leach uses it or not, I don't know. We'll wrap up next. Stick around. You're listening to the Matt Wyatt Show. 
All right, all set to wrap it up with you here. A few minutes left with you on this Tuesday. Greg had a question earlier, you know, rain forecasted for the area tomorrow, which uh, could affect that Mississippi State versus Southern Miss game at Trustmark Park. The last time I looked, they had that slated for a 6 p.m. first pitch. I mean, I don't think that has changed I've not seen anything to this point that has indicated there's been any kind of change in it. Now, if you follow baseball, you know it certainly can change. Spur of the moment. With uh, two fan bases that would some would travel and a bunch of folks there that don't get to see a game like that but about once a year, um, you'll get fair warning. Right now, the forecast for the area, for the Jackson area, for tomorrow, Wednesday, is 100% chance of rain. Yeah. Pretty much, to, let's see, if you get on into the day, it picks up around the middle of the day. Looks like uh, the chances of rain maybe drop off, though, a little later tomorrow night, and then pick up in the wee hours of the morning overnight, so... It just kind of depends on how it looks tomorrow, so I'm sure all decisions on that are probably delayed uh, into tomorrow. If we hear anything, though, I'll retweet it, tweet it, all that kind of stuff, so follow me there. At Radio Wyatt, try to let you know. Jay in Baltimore, I appreciate that, man. He sent me this picture. He said, uh, since you're talking about mascots, have you seen this old picture? Yeah, it's one you see in doctor's offices and different places over the years. It goes back to pre- expansion for the SEC. So this would be prior to 1992, and it was a very popular print. I don't know who gets credit for it, but some artist drew, painted, whatever, all the SEC mascots. Again, it goes back prior to South Carolina and Arkansas coming into the league, and it's like the setting is inside of a stadium, and these cartoon characters are drawn on the front row you got seated the Kentucky Wildcat, the Mississippi State Bulldog, and the Tennessee Volunteer, and the Ole Miss Rebel Colonel. Standing on the edge there, you got the Commodore from Vandy on one side and the Gator from Florida on the other. In the back row, the Auburn Tiger, the Georgia Bulldog, the Big Elephant from Alabama wearing his Bear Bryant hat, and the Eagle from Auburn up on a perch. I said it was the Auburn Tiger. It was the LSU Tiger. So in that particular picture, they didn't have a Tiger representing a Auburn, they had an eagle, <clears throat> so that everybody would be. Would that be War Eagle? The War Eagle. So the only repeat in there is two bulldogs, and the faces were very similar. <laughs> but that's going back probably again. That probably done mid to late eighties, somewhere in there, and then of course Arkansas and South Carolina came into the league in ninety two. As I remember, and. You know, now you don't even question it. Hey, uh, what a gift uh, they gave Missouri. Just thinking about, you know, mm-hmm. the sore spot with your wife there. That yeah, right. From. But basically just gave them tens upon tens of millions of dollars just by allowing them to come in. Yeah. 
man, you're, no you're doubt, up. and and brought them in strictly because they offered a tel, a, you know, a, an expanded television footprint for oh, the yeah, SEC. Great, yeah. You know, getting into that St. Louis area and all that, and it's just an odd fit. That's all you can say about it. It's an odd fit. It just well, is. They do, they do they do bring a pop count to the to the table. I yeah, guess they, get, they yeah. do. They do, and. You know, A&M, Texas A&M does not seem like an odd fit. Texas, all that. I mean, they they don't, it doesn't feel like as odd of a fit as Missouri does. And look, it's a good school, a lot of really good people, a lot of history, and certainly, you know, you look in basketball and in football and some others, but it's just something, I don't know. And I look back on it, Roger, and I go, did I ever feel that way? Of course, I was so much younger then, but did I ever feel that way about South Carolina and Arkansas when they came into the league? And I don't think I did. I mean, in pretty short order, it just seemed to fit with both those schools, South Carolina and Arkansas. It just seemed to fit. I just don't know if it has yet seemed like it fit with Missouri, even though pretty soon after coming into the league, their football team was in the SEC title game twice. And I just, I don't know. It's just not a fit. Just not. And they're not going anywhere. We might as well get used to it. Oh, yeah. You want to get the homecoming queen going? Bring up Missouri. Won't be any expansion anymore, will there? Well. Would you like to share your money with someone else? Right. I mean, that's it. I mean, I guess they could expand whenever they wanted to. It's just a matter of who brings the return on that investment. When right? they get their money up, maybe they just kick somebody out. Because what we do as fans, we did it when they were expanding, Roger. What we do as fans, we go, close our eyes, and we go, you know, which team seems like a fit and would be cool on the schedule and where you want to go for road trips and their banner hanging on the wall with the other SEC banners looks right. And they go, Florida State. That just seems perfect. They're already here. Florida State. Well, I mean, you think Florida – Wants Florida State in the SEC? No, they don't. What does Florida State bring the SEC that it doesn't already have? Nothing. Zero. No television market, nothing. So it seems right. And then you go, Clemson. Well, I mean, think about how... How... I don't know, dumb a decision that would be from both sides. Let's pay them to come whoop up on everybody. Yeah, okay, so they're going to come in and beat everybody, or beat a bunch of But you go, okay, Clemson, well, what does Clemson bring to the SEC that it doesn't already have? Nothing. National exposure? No. So what? I already got plenty of that. It's not television footprint. Really, it's not. But if you're Clemson, why on earth would they want to come into the SEC right now? Really? They're in a pretty highly thought of, you know, pretty competitive conference, and they've got the run of things there now. They don't have to play Alabama in the regular season. They don't have to play Georgia in the regular season. What kind of checks are they getting? Yeah, I don't know. I don't, it's not – I mean, but when you're the big dog over there, they're probably not worried about that. You were going to say it's not all about the money. No, no. I, no, I was going to say that – it's not what the SEC schools get in terms of their revenue share. Oh, okay. That doesn't make sense. Yeah. I should hope not. Right. I mean, it's not. And so, again, that's it. You start looking at 
in the future in terms of potential targets to expand the league that you have now? I don't think it has. I don't think, I mean, I can't, you can't, unless they're just forced to expand because other leagues are doing it. If you ever go to this, you know, kind of autonomous five conferences that just basically pull away from everybody else because they can't agree on NCAA rules and paying players and stuff. Well, then they might, then it might be different to have five equally sized conferences. You know, I, but I just think we're a long way from that. And then right now, you just can't see anything out there, any schools out there that make nearly as much sense for the league as Texas A&M did. And the reason Missouri's here is because of A&M, because you can't go out at that time to get just one team. you got to go get two. Or you know, one school, you got to get two. And they were darn sure going to get Texas. You know, again, because of population and eyeballs and television footprint and all that kind of stuff. So it sort of made sense. It really made sense for Missouri. And it really made sense for A&M, too. But I think you're right, Roger. I think that's about it. Going forward, I believe that's about it. One last thing, Roger. An update. I mentioned to you yesterday about the XFL ratings. Oh, yes. All right. I saw this uh, this trend line. Mm-hmm. Down, down, down. Every week it's gone down. XFL viewership. They are through four weeks of the season now. The opening weekend, over three million people watched. I was one of them. In week two, that went down by about 600,000 viewers. In week three, it went down about another 400,000 viewers. Last week, it went down about another 400,000 viewers. It's slicing off a chunk every week. So all totaled, you're pretty close. Well, you're over a million and a half viewers that uh, you have fallen off since week one. And that's in a month of that season. So the steady trend is just downward, downward, downward. And um, they're pulling in a million and a half, though, right? Uh, 1.3 this past week. That's uh, 0.3 more than CNN's average viewership. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's worth advertising. So it's, so it's viable from an advertising standpoint. I think so. Yeah. Seems like it could be. I, you know, again, I mean, a million viewers, a million viewers, it's just... You got spring break, kind of yeah. fatigue, mm-hmm. a lot of things going on. Right. Maybe, uh, maybe they're finding out why the NFL didn't put football in this time frame. <laughs> And look at this text here, last thing on the country pleasing text from Alex. He said, would Vandy be really good in the AAC or whatever it's called? Alex, we never want Vandy leaving the conference. We need them on our football schedules. (laughs) Let's keep them around. See y'all tomorrow. See ya. You've been listening to The Matt Wyatt Show. Go!